Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms and Sales Podcast. I'm Lynn, your host, a co-host of today's show, and I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick, Patrick Carter. Uh, Patrick is a sales leader who is passionate about helping professionals reach their goals. And today, Patrick and I are going to be um, on episode three in our 12-part Power Skills series. And we're going to be discussing E as in performance, um, uh, the E in performance, right, Patrick? <laughs> yes, the, the E in performance and the E stands for engagement. Absolutely. And we're looking so excited about today's episode. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I am too. I mean, this is going to be great. And I want to remind everyone who, if you are listening for the first time or if you've been with us for a while, um, please go ahead and just toggle down and subscribe to our Practical Wisdoms podcast. And while you're there, um, click all five stars. Um, that way you don't miss a single episode in this great series and all the other um, wonderful topics we cover. So Patrick, are you ready <laughs> to discuss why and how engagement will expand your prosperity? I am so ready and engagement as, as our listeners are going to find out today. Uh, engagement is just, we talk about the tools that need to be these sale these sales skills as tools that you need to really enhance your career this is one of those keys that are going to just be fabulous performance power skills series lynn let's get started <laughs> okay well how about if i kick it off with i'm gonna ask why you know i really think that getting to the why why is engagement so important and when I was thinking about this, Patrick, what I thought most was it's because of the relationships that we nurture and form yeah. and all those ongoing interactions and also how we're perceived by others. So that was really my answer to the why, why I felt engagement was so important because it's a bond of empathy that we create mm -hmm. and we build with our team, our peers, managers, and our clients. And I really feel that when we do that, it enables us to demonstrate our worthy intent. And what do I mean by that? It's about our what our intentions are about that relationship with others, you know, establishing our credibility and our integrity integrity. And you know, when we get right down to it, it's really about our authentic desire. Uh, to build mutually beneficial relationships. And that sort of was my why right. um, for engagement. Right. Um, so what's your why? Well, you know, as, as a power skill, if you will, engagement is one of the foundation, foundation pieces of any relationship. And I'll go a step further. It's the cornerstone of all the building blocks of every relationship that you have, that, that engagement. And that's whether you're meeting a new client or, or meeting a new team member or a business partner or, or even meeting your special someone's parents for the first time. You know, how, how your ability to engage with that other party will determine the trajectory of that relationship, good, bad, or indifferent, right? So it, engagement, yeah, engagement is, diff, is, is deeper than that superficial uh, instruction that sales managers used to give to to walk into the prospect or client's office and 
look for a picture of the family or a fish hanging on the wall so you can talk about that time. <laughs> you know, remember, you remember they used to say that? And you could tell by oh, uh, yeah. a marlin fishing story or something. You know, no, that's not what it is. The engagement when it's done well. Uh, we're going to talk about how it can build lasting bonds that will, and this is what I thought, this is the why for me, is that it'll give you something to stand on when relationships will inevitably have their challenges, right? Yes. Uh, yes. So, so when you have that foundation, uh, then you can then you can move in your that foundation of a solid engagement. You can move through those. So whether it's future business success or personal happiness uh, down the line, I can't think of a better why than when it comes to developing this particular. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, have being centered in that that sense of authenticity um, mm -hmm. of what you're bringing, and also I would say, in addition, being positive. You know that it's yeah. that it's it, you know that it's it just flows naturally. But at the same time, it's creating an atmosphere that people want to be this mutually beneficial atmosphere that people want to be. Uh, engaged in. They want to be a part of, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, do you want to, would you like to share an example of how engagement in your sales has helped you close a sale? Um, I know I've got a story I can share, but what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you know, you your, if you show me no, yours. <laughs> yeah, no, your, your stories are so much better. No, so here's the thing. So, um, well, I recently, was working with one of my clients and she was having as as most of the clients that i have they're in a place in their in their sales career where they're have where they're hitting a wall or whatever and she was uh let's see she did not come to me voluntarily let's put it that way it was one of those you know well you can meet with you can meet with this guy who can work with you or we can find you a new position Right. So, so we'll say it like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm meeting with her and I needed to make a connection with her quickly, you know. Uh, so I needed to use all the tools that I could to engage a person who who wasn't necessarily ready to meet with me. Right. But right. didn't change what was what needed to be done in that moment. So, I, listen, I used every every skill and I don't want to. You know, I don't want to um, jump ahead, uh, but you know, when there is a challenging relationship, whether it's a customer that's not in the in the right frame of mind, or or like I said, when I'm working with a, a client or a customer who's in a great state of mind, whatever it is, that engagement, meeting that customer or that meeting that other person where they are, really helped lower the lower the the, the frustrations and lowering the bar, lowering the block hit, the blockage that's preventing both of us from advancing the relationship. So that's 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 in a nutshell, because I'm going to hold off for a little later because I got some good stuff because I know where we're headed. But um, but I, for example, how would you you I know that you have a great story of how you used engagement. Why don't you tell me about, tell me what happened at the, why don't you tell me what happened at the Costco? Oh, well. <laughs> so, it was a tough yeah. transition. It was a tough transition, but we, we're going to get there, right? Yeah, no worries. You know, when we were talking about engagement and really making that genuine connection with other people, 
it does take a lot of genuine curiosity about the other side and, and in this case how they ran their business um, there's certain things that are really unique to every business environment and culture and yep. tapping into that 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 understanding and that dialogue and then being able to use that um, when you're when I'm in essence using that back when I'm presenting to them for a huge proposal and really framing my analogies to their world mm -hmm. and you I did mm -hmm. that because of the engagement of the of asking open-ended questions picking up on certain things like they don't call all of the locations stores They're, they are warehouses and they exclusively use that term uh -huh. and I catch people all the time calling them stores and I, you it's almost like this like a slap in the face because Costco calls them warehouses period right <laughs> and then right. they call their customers members period i mean and they don't deviate from certain language and you know when they are looking at it the, the question they're asking is is this a value to our membership i mean that is always in their mind so right. when you communicate back to them framing the conversation in these familiar terms sure. yeah. because of this active engagement that I had of learning and um, having conversations with them and picking up on these things and then actively applying them and repeating them back, you know, a, a common thing. But that was really a deal breaker in a lot of ways for the presentation of moving a big um, initiative forward because everything I'd framed was in their language and with analogies that made sense to them. In fact, at the time, if I'd been sitting closer to my president, he would have been like kicking me under the table because he was almost like doing the the finger across his neck, like, no, stop, what are you doing? You know, because <laughs> I, I did a whole analogy about this solution based on the Costco chicken. And I'm telling you, they are very proud of their chickens. It's they are good the, chicken. They are big chickens. <laughs> they're big. They're bigger than what's on the regular market in the grocery stores, yeah. you know, and all the things that, but how they had taken that chicken and then that chicken became, you know, chicken noodle soup, the, the chicken fettuccine, the chicken, I mean, you know, all the chicken enchiladas, now they make all these other products because, you know, having this extra rotisserie chicken. I mean, like they're cooking chickens just to make the other products, but it exactly. became something bigger. It started with this one thing that, that they were giving the most value they possibly could to their members by making sure that these chickens were at least this big, all these things that they were doing, and then how our program and the was going to do the same for Costco. It was going to answer and solve their initial problem, but that it was so much more and that there were legs to it. And there was a vision for a long term, a bigger and longer term strategy. And they were like totally getting it on the Costco side. They're nodding their head and it was they're, like they're dialed in. total yeah. sense to them. And Anyway, the good news, I closed that deal, but afterwards yeah. and went to lunch with our president, he was like going, I can't believe this. I, I thought you had lost it. But I finally realized, I looked over, I could see that they got it. Dare I you, <laughs> dare I, I say they were engaged, right? Yes. Yeah, because I had framed everything with that, that language. And also I had that empathy. I'd become part of an extension of them, which is really in sales, what you want to, you want to be an extension of your client. You really want to be one of their team members. Yeah. 
that, so that, that was it, that's my my Costco story of how I used engagement um, that did in fact help me close a very big deal. <laughs> that, that, and, and you know what? And 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 if I could jump in on that, and that's like I said, I, that's why I love your story so much. <laughs> there's so much there's so much there to dig into, uh, and the idea that there are the two of you, you and your president in the room, uh, and you both of you representing the same company in the same meeting one of you was more engaged than the other uh and that is something that uh and as you said that that your president would have actually tried to stop you because he wasn't engaged um and that gets to, to one of those big questions you know you had that skill and the other didn't so well in this case i would say it was I would say my president did have that skill. Uh, he was a fabulous mentor. He's just such a great guy, but he hadn't spent the time with the client. I had yeah. had the opportunity to do all the, the, spend the time to learn and engage mm. with the client. Mm. And that's all okay. about building those relationships, right? You right. have to nurture them. Um, and he did have, they liked him. They had a good relation. He had flown in for the meeting, but he wasn't there. He wasn't in the day-to-day. -day. He wasn't in the ongoing conversations. So uh, I had an advantage. I, I had a leg up, right? And I think what's important also for our audience is whenever we talk about these topics, like engagement as a power skill, I think one thing that comes back, and this is sort of connected in a weird way, Patrick, to what you just said, is how do you learn this skill? So mm -hmm. in the case of my president, um, it wasn't that he hadn't learned this skill. I, he was actually a, he's really good at engagement. <laughs> I, you know, But for those members of our audience and people who are tuning in, how do you learn this skill of engagement? And I've got three things that I have, and I know you've got some ideas, yep. but mm -hmm. number one is genuine curiosity in others. This is where I talked about being authentic. So yep. it doesn't mean that, you know, you, you, you know, I think that that sword fishing analogy or hunting, you know, going, it may not, you may not be interested in that, but you may be interested in, in their passion about an activity or a hobby, but uh, their passion about their, their, in my, the company and the things that matter to them um, in their environment. Uh, and then, asking those open-ended questions. And sometimes mm -hmm. a question can start with a yes or no, but you immediately have a follow-up. Got to pivot, yep. You know, and so, I mean, once when I met someone at an event, they had cat, it looked like cat fur, you know, on them. So I asked mm -hmm. them if they had a pet. And and the, the answer was an affirmative, oh yeah, yes. And it was like, uh, you know, and, and they didn't necessarily elaborate. And I said, what's the craziest thing your pet ever did? And so then, oh, wow, okay, then, then there was the whole story the about the cat, right? you know, and, you know, and, but that got them talking and it broke down some barriers so that they could talk about something that most people really love their pets and, <sighs> and could share that passion. And that was just something I picked up because I saw the, you know, the little bit of cat fur, but finding right. those open-ended questions and having a few of them in your quiver so that you can pull them out. Um, and then when they're answering, really actively listening and and hearing what they're saying focusing on that and repeating back a few of the the, the statements or saying tell me more Absolutely. or like and yes. that is really that's these are all things that you can practice that mm -hmm. will improve your engagement i mean and, and honestly you can be curious about another person 
regardless of whether you know you like to go out and 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 climb Mount Rainier or not, <laughs> or whatever you know? it is, right? Because you're still interested in like, wow, that's a really arduous activity. What got you involved? There are other aspects of that that can be intriguing for you. Without question, and and you with those with that idea of that curiosity and asking those open-ended questions that that really leads into the the uh the this the where i like to help people with engagement with the idea that engagement is a path right we need yes. to and it's an active verb so it's not it's it remember it's you engage with someone it's something that i do with someone else so with that said, the onus is on me to connect with them, not to try to get them to come to me, right? So that idea that you are curious, think about it. What you just said is you're curious about them. You saw the fur, it, well, you saw what, we don't know what it could have been, but you know, you saw it and you were curious. You brought it to their attention. So well, no, I didn't bring the fur to their attention. No, but, <laughs> but the idea is that you that you were open to them. Yes. So, so the idea is that that we have a mindset that's going to be fo focused on meeting the person where they are, uh, not trying to get them to where I am. So the question becomes, where is this person, and how can I get to where she is? So first, I'm as you said, I'm going to be open to the cues that are being given to me. So, so and those can be verbal; they can be nonverbal. A lot of um, nonverbal. Yeah, non you know, and uh, and 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 a lot of times, depending on the situation they're in, they could be uh, those cues could be draped in hostility or obscured in physical theatrics. There's a lot coming out of you, but remember, you are the one that's making this journey. You're working to connect. So next, I'm going to turn on uh, all of my empathy skills as high as possible uh, to try to say, okay, what what's going on in this in this person's life? What what? How can I be in their shoes? Okay. Uh, so with the with that open mind and that empathetic spirit, and then I'm just going to reinforce what you said. I'm going to be ready to truly listen to what they're saying. And yeah. this and this listening is the key for me over the years. Because if you're if you're working with someone, and 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 just you know what, here's a little sidebar. You ever have you ever been in a in a situation where you needed to engage with someone, but they they were just fixed on why they are so upset, not telling you what they are upset about, just that they want to tell you this story over and over and over and over and over and over again. The reason that they are stuck in that loop is because they don't feel they don't they don't believe that they are being heard yeah that you get so, it. yeah exactly so you can say uh-huh 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 and thinking that you have gotten through the story and then they'll circle back 10 minutes later and that's because their feelings haven't been acknowledged then this is what in my experience so when you have that situation i'm just down in this little rabbit hole but when you find yourself in that situation like you said, restate their situation and cap it with, with a, I understand how the, and I understand that this can make you feel angry. Is that right? Just acknowledge their feelings and that will give you an opportunity to get 
out of that little loop and then bring it all back. The idea that you are now listening, you are actively listening to them. Uh, and so that, that combination of being open to those cues, empathizing and then actively listening, that, that's the combination that, that I think um, is how to learn those, those skills. Um, so those, so those are, those are how you can learn it. Uh, and then you combine, so my three with, uh, open cues, empathizing and listening, uh, your, your three with the curiosity, open-ended questioning, and even more listening, uh, when, you know, uh, what, what, what exercises can we do? And this is the part of the podcast that I love, like, as we said last week, it's not just so much that we're going to talk about it. We're going to give you some action steps and things to do to get better at these skill sets. So with that said, what practical exercises can our listeners perform to hone their engagement? Yeah, so I think I, I want to start with really making a statement that everyone needs to hear, and that's that engagement is not people-pleasing. And that's not just agreeing with them to agree with them, um, but it, it it's all about finding common ground. And so even with what you were saying, though, using these practical exercises to request open input, um, like this, I can tell from what you're telling me that this makes this has made you really, it's been very disruptive and it's um, been upsetting for you. Is mm. that correct? You know, or, you know, or just and then making a statement and letting them agree to it, but really trying to get some input from them on potential, like, um, you know, how, how you know, how can I help you? What would be the best thing that could come out of our discussion today? You know, when I, when I, yeah, when I do that, my, my key line is in a perfect world, how does this end? What in a perfect world, what, what does a perfect world look like to you? Right. And as, and you got to get there when they're ready for that step. You have to have heard the, all their angst and you get to that, but you will have to be willing to receive different ideas and also consider them and give them weight as to what they're saying and um and then you may also use follow-up questions like tell me more like mm. they may have a suggestion that you know is never going to fly it's not going to work but if you ask tell me more they might get to a point where ah, i can say yes to this we can yes. put this in place and and then you have a common ground and you have a win a win-win and i think part of the second exercise that i highly recommend is flexing your style to fit the other persons now that mm -hmm. does not mean that if they are angry that you get angry it's no become angry too no no <laughs> no, no but not. i what i'm talking about is if if they have a um a very formal style uh, i mean the way that they're addressing things um that you not mimic it but you be affiliative and you you rephrase things in a way that comes across as being serious um, because that's gonna, they're gonna, it's gonna be a better fit for them. Um, whereas if you're like really laid back and you're like, hey, dude, this is no big deal. You know, <laughs> they can take care of this, no problem. And they're like real formal, they're not gonna like that. You're, you've actually added to their level of stress Dis or frustration. You've added and, to their disengagement. How's that? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And there are a lot of nonverbal cues yes. and you can use that same thing. So if they've got their arms crossed, which means that they're closed off, 
you don't want to mimic that because you don't want to also be crossed and it, because that sort of escalates it up. But you yeah. want to be more open and, and potentially use your hands in an opening gesture um, that, hey, you know, maybe there's a way um, um, that that we can um, in a perfect world. What's that solution <laughs> look like? Yes. And, yep. you know, and you're basically adjusting and blending to their style. It's not about mimicking or. Yeah, as you said, you know, escalating or disengagement, but um, watching those things so that you can flex to to uh, make them more comfortable. I like the I like the use of that word to flex because again, we we don't want to because uh, we're in a world where we have much more savvy clients, much more savvy prospects, uh, and they the all those tricks, if you will, from the late 80s, early 90s, all those, you know, like you said, the mimicking. So if they lean forward, you lean forward. No, that, you, know, you know, we're laughing, but, you know, remember, there was a time where that was the rigor, right? That was how it was done. Um, but it, but now everyone knows those, quote, tricks, and that's only going to move you farther away from the goal which is making a deep connection with the person that you're that you're dealing with. Uh, so the idea that you're flexing who you are, you're not changing who you are. But you know, like you said, um, uh, and like you said, so let's go back to Costco. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> let's go back to Costco. It's not a lot for you to say members instead of customers. You're not changing your message. You're not changing anything about, but it's it's that simple thing of saying warehouse and members. Ah, two words. That's a flex. That's what yeah. that's what, that's what true engagement is all about. Yeah, it, it's definitely it's bringing people in and it's affiliative, and I think that's what I find so intriguing about engagement as a power skill because it it does it just effortlessly effortlessly, I can't even say go. that right, <laughs> translates to, to leadership. And I, I, I'm going to say it one more time. Engagement is affiliative. It's meant to bring people together for a common purpose and uh, to create those open communication channels. Um, you want to infuse really a sense of being valued um, uh, to everyone you work with. Mm. And the engagement, it really does establish this sense of uh, inclusion. And it's th that an environment of possibility and possibilities. And I want to also remind me when you're engaged and you're positive about this, this enthusiasm, it's such a dynamic force um, that it is um, contagious. And that's what's so important about this is because you can take that negative situation, you know, as they always say, take that frown and turn it upside down. Upside down, down right? <laughs> yes. But, you know, I don't know about you. Patrick, but when I think about engagement and why it's so important, um, that's really where I, I get to. No, absolutely, absolutely. And as you're saying, especially when you're talking about um, that, how it creates culture. Uh, so, so when you talk about engagement in the leadership aspect, um, everything about engagement is a positive for anyone in any kind of leadership position. Um, there's this, there's a there's a fun meme out there uh, that I had to find some some background on it. 
Uh, so you, you, I'm sure you've seen this meme it's, and, and this little, this saying that people don't leave bad jobs, they leave bad bosses, right? Yeah. Uh, but there's actually something behind that. Gallup did a did a series of polls, and uh, and what they found is that after pay, and they 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 did they looked at a series of people who left companies voluntarily. Okay, so that's the first place. So we're not talking about folks who were fired. We're talking about people who left jobs. So after pay. And that, that constitutes about 18% of the of the rationale. The reason that p- employees cited for their for their turnover are things that managers or leaders can influence, right? So nearly yeah. 70, yeah. so nearly 75% of workers who left their job did so because of their bosses and not the position. And when we say because of their bosses, because the bosses didn't engage with them. Uh, so right now, you know, we're using a lot of different terms. Uh, rather, in in business world, we hear a lot of different jargon. Uh, whether they call it buy-in or connectivity, or as you know, the employee engagement—that's the hot combo phrase. It is a valuable skill in that toolbox. So connecting with that team is a function of your engagement with each player, and the one. And that one-on-one engagement, as you said, Lynn, it takes time. It takes time and effort because it's a custom fit for each person. There is, yeah. no, there is no one size fits all engagement tool. So when you do invest that time and you show some of your own vulnerability and you connect with, in this case, your direct reports, you will see dramatic improvement in morale and performance and getting performance out of your team is a boost for your career outlook. Yes, there, there is nothing better. Again, this we're talking about these 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 power skills and how they are gonna in how they can accelerate your career. Uh, and, and again, Lynn, it's on you. You know what do you, you know? I I believe one hundred percent that engagement accelerates the career. What, what are your thoughts? No, I mean, it's a universal truth that people like to work with people they like, right? Um, And it correlates from everything from getting a lead on an initiative or a promotion to closing a sale. And, you know, what we've all been talking about throughout this whole thing, the two keys to engagement being authentic and positive. Um, I already said it's not about people pleasing. It's not about being a doormat. It is not about fake it till you make it. I like fishing. Um, I love fishing. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it's really an authentic approach um, that you have a sincere interest in the other person, yeah. and it, whether it's a sincere interest in you know what's going on within their organization, what they do as on on the job, what they do, um, you know, on their off time, and those pieces of this puzzle are so important because that is that's about creating this atmosphere that everyone can be all in, you know, everybody's on the bus because they want to be on the bus. And so, and I want to remember when you're positive, you know, it, 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 it will depress the stress. And instead you are putting enthusiasm out there, which I already said it's contagious and you get, you inspire other people because of that, because you're responding, not reacting, and you're looking at the opportunities, and all of that feeds those endorphins in our brains. And so that is why, at the end of the day, why engagement is 
such a big deal. And this translates to every aspect of your life. You know, the time with your kids, the time with your significant other, um, your parents, whatever it may be. This, all of this just makes, you know, it makes, it makes the world you know, a better place. <laughs> it, it does. It, again, you, you know, the, you know, going, you know, what do they say? You know, you build your house on solid ground. Yes. And that's exactly what uh, what solid engagement will do for you. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think we've really knocked the engagement out of the park for everybody. I, and I, I told you this was a. <laughs> I told you when we started this, this was going to be a good one. I knew that this was going to be a good one. Well, and I'm super excited about our next episode. So I want everyone to stay tuned because Patrick and I, as we delve into each of these power, power skills in the upcoming episodes, the next one we're on is R for resilience, which is a really, really um, close to my heart. And we're yeah. going to share, yeah. um, you know, why it's a crucial career builder, which we've been doing, provide you examples of how they've impacted our careers and how you can learn these skills. And I know you're not going to want to miss any of these dynamic episodes. And Patrick, I would love for you to share with people how they can find you out in the cyber world. Out in the out in the wild, you can always find me, <laughs> you know, in the deep water of the internet. Uh, what you can do, always find me on social media. Let's start with Twitter. I can be, you can find me at Elite Sales Inst, I-N-S-T, uh, and that is, uh, and that's a great place. We have morning, uh, we have uh, uh, morning positive quotes, great articles during the day, good quick takes, uh, uh, sales tips that we knock down in less than uh, two minutes, uh, and we go from there. Or you can find me on the website uh, and, and read the blog at EliteSalesInstitute.com. Yeah, and we'll provide both those links um, in the show notes for everyone. And Patrick, this has been another great discussion. And for every, yeah, everyone chicken, out there. Chicken, Costco chicken. It's about the Costco yeah. chicken. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do that one. <laughs> yeah, I love the chicken. So, and if you have uh, anyone out there, if you've got ideas you'd like to share, we would love to hear from you. And if you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, you can email us at join the conversation at petitequeen.com. And don't forget, if you want to stay current on all our informative advice um, and not miss a single episode, sign up for our weekly wisdoms. And you can do that on our website at petitequeen.com. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be great. Yep.